This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Sunday, February 19th, and let's talk about the weather. And there's going to be some cold weather. And I think there are some snowflakes ahead for many of you. Now, today, Sunday, was a relatively mild, drippy day. And similar weather, at least rain-wise, is in store for Monday. But what will be different on Monday is it'll be quite windy. A large pressure difference will develop in, in our region. And I expect strong winds from the south with some gusts to 40 miles per hour on midday on Monday. So there could be a few power outages. But that's not the end of it. Big changes will occur after that. A strong cold front will be moving off the Pacific Ocean into our region Monday night and Tuesday morning. And substantially cooler air is behind. Now, Tuesday will be the transition day we'll get kind of modified marine cold air, air that had come off British Columbia and went over the ocean and came back into us. So temperatures will be falling, but the air will be relatively moist, too warm to snow in the lowlands in general, but there'll be plenty of snow in the mountains, as much as one to two feet on Tuesday. Now, as we get into Tuesday night and Wednesday morning, uh, cold air is going to start pushing more out of central B.C., British Columbia, into our region. And I expect during Tuesday night and Wednesday morning in transition to snow showers around Puget Sound. So I think a lot of people will see some flakes, but I don't see a big accumulation at all. It may be getting a little slightly white, but no more than that. Most people won't even get that. Much colder air will push in on Wednesday and We'll see particularly cold air coming out of the Fraser River Valley. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, here in the West, temperatures will not get beyond um, the mid-30s during the day, and lows will drop into the 20s in western Washington. So this is going to be a hard freeze, so be prepared for it. Take your pets in, uh, you have hoses, you know, disconnect them, things like that. Now, Particularly as we get into Wednesday, the northeast side of the Olympics will pick up some snow uh, from the from the air that's exiting the Fraser River Valley, going over the San Juan Islands, and then plowing into the Olympic Mountains, being forced to rise. And so I expect that there'll be some snow on on the northeast side of the Olympics, everywhere from Port Townsend to to Port Angeles, especially as you get away from the water. And I expect that there'll be additional snow in the Cascades. So in total, I would not be surprised if some places got two to four feet in the Cascades of new powder. Uh, I expect extremely good skiing ahead. So if you if you haven't skied this season, you might want to get up there this weekend. Eastern Washington will be far cooler than the West. Uh, you, you won't have the Cascades blocking the cold air. A lot will come from the Okanagan. And so I expect temperatures to drop into the teens in much of the Columbia Basin and even in some single digits in particularly colder valleys. Now, I think you should check the forecast frequently during the next week. 
Um, this is the kind of situation where small errors can produce significant changes in the snow forecasts. And the model ensemble forecasts, this is when we run the models many times, indicates substantial uncertainty in this forecast. Colds for sure, but the snow distribution is not as is for sure. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. This podcast is, is about the importance of terrain gaps in the meteorology of the Pacific Northwest, and particularly when there is a threat of snow, like this week. Gaps in Northwest mountains have a huge impact on our local weather and can act as conduits of differing air masses, and particularly cold air masses. One thing about mountain gaps is that they are relatively easy for predicting wind direction, if you know the air pressures uh, near the surface on both, both sides of the gaps. In gaps, winds generally blow from high to low pressure with the wind speed depending on the pressure difference, of course, across the gap. Now, mountain barriers, such as the Cascades, can be very effective in blocking cold air, which is relatively dense and heavy. For Western Washington and Oregon, there are two gaps in the Cascades that do allow relatively low-level passage across the mountains. The first is the Columbia Gorge which is relatively narrow, near-sea-level passage between eastern Washington and the northern Willamette Valley that includes Portland. When cold air and associated high pressure is entrenched east of the Cascades, but lower pressure is found to the west, cold air can accelerate eastward, I should say westward, down the Willamette Valley, uh, past Cascade Locks, and out through Portland. Uh, such cold air can produce freezing rain when a warm, wet system approaches and that allows rain to fall in the very cold air in that gap region and the, and the air can be cooled to su become super cooled and it freezes on contact. Uh, the cold air in the gorge can also allow snow to form around Portland uh, when it is raining to the north and south. The second gap that I want to mention that is near sea level is the Fraser River Gap, and it is far more important for those of us here in western Washington. When cold air and high pressure moves into the interior of British Columbia and low pressure is found along the coast, there is a difference of pressure, high pressure inland, low pressure on the coast, that allows cold air to surge southwestly or in a southwestward direction down the Fraser River Valley exiting that gap somewhere north of Bellingham. The cold air and associated strong winds can bring very low wind chills and sometimes blizzard conditions if there's snow around, and that can, it often occurs between Bellingham and the Canadian border. This cold air coming out of the Fraser River Valley can then push out over the San Juans and then tends to split around the Olympics, which is a huge barrier with some cold air pushing southward into Puget Sound and other cold air moving westward down the Strait of Juan de Fuca. Some of the cold air 
that exits the Fraser River Valley uh, is forced to rise by the Olympics. And as it rises, it cools further and can become saturated and produce precipitation. And this can result in a band of snow on the northeast side of the Olympics from Port Port Townsend to Port Angeles. Now, not all gaps in the mountains are near sea level. Both the Stampede Pass Gap and what I'll call the Snoqualmie Pass uh, Stampede Pass Gap can allow some cold air to push across the Cascade Crest. Now, this allows skiing at lower elevations than would generally be true on the western side of the Cascades at the same elevation. So, for instance, Snoqualmie Pass is around 3,000 feet. Uh, You can have skiing there at 3,000 feet on the western side of the Cascades. It'd be too warm. It's the cold air coming through that gap that's important. Now, interestingly enough, downstream of these gaps, and again, Stevens Pass and Snoqualmie Pass and Stampede Pass, downstream of these gaps near sea level, even though the air is coming out of these these passes, the temperatures are usually not that cold because the air is warmed by compression as it sinks down to, to near sea level on the western side. There are also some broader gaps that provide conduits of marine air into western Washington. Uh, Between the Olympics and the mountains of Vancouver Island, there's, of course, the Strait of Juan de Fuca. And depending on the pressures on the two sides of the strait, on the west and the east, winds can either be easterly when pressure is higher to the east, so easterly wind is winds from the east, or westerly when higher pressure is found to the west. Strong easterly winds in the strait, especially on its western side, have resulted in the loss of hundreds of ships near Tatushan in that area, with some folks terming this area the graveyard of the Pacific. Now, strong westerly winds, which can occur in the strait when you have a strong frontal passage or a storm passage, can uh, bring strong winds to the eastern side of the strait, it can, and you can easily bl- black out Whidbey Island or Snohomish County. Finally, the Chehalis Gap is found to the south of the Olympics and is often a source of mild marine air entering southern Puget Sound. I hope you enjoyed in learning about some of these local gaps, and these gaps are going to be very important during the cold week ahead. So. Keep your attention on the gaps because there'll be a lot of action this week in some of them. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.